displeases me. Oh, yeah. This pleases me. This. Smart Home Technology. Technology. Alexa, please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digger Digger. Oh no, 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 no. I do not want this. Alexa, stop. Smart Homes. Stupid people. Smart Homes. Smart Homes Stupid People. Smart Homes Stupid People. Smart Homes. Stupid People. Smart Homes. Smart Homes Stupid People. Das war einer der Marke Feucht. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I gotta turn the lights on again. There no. we go. Hello and welcome. Smart Home Stupid People Episode 7. I just appended that because I uh, I didn't check it. Today is about Murphy. And let's just hmm. say that was the first Murphy warming, warning. Episode 7, <laughs> Murphy. We're talking about Murphy and Murphy's Law today. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah. My name is Eris Felmuth. I'm Medlin Sieger. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the last episode was long. I don't think we're going to go as late tonight. We're starting a little bit later. It is uh, eight o'clock Central European time. And for all of you guys out there who would like to find us, we are on Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Telegram, and Podbean. So today, for the first time, we're actually streaming out live audio with Podbean. We'll see how it goes, how stable it is. Um, we're going to try and talk today actually a little closer into the microphone. I, am. I mean, closer. Be I know, because uh, now that we're actually live on audio as well, we kind of have to, uh, you know, try, try and focus in on the audio side of things and get our... Our, our our radio voice is out. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, also for Telegram, I want to show you guys out there. We're gonna uh, we're gonna skip on over to the studio for a second before we start today with Murphy. And here we go in our in our nice lovely studio. We got the Smart mm -hmm. Home Stupid People poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and is that in the background? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Possibly. Um, so. This is the Smart Home Stupid People app. Well, sorry, app. See, I'm already doing this now. <laughs> this is Smart Home Stupid People, the Telegram channel. Now, obviously, in the channel, I can post, we can live stream, we can do everything, and, and nobody has the ability to um, respond. So for that reason, there is something called the Smart Home Stupid Chat, which you can also search for in Telegram. Or when you're in the Smart Home Stupid People channel, you click on the Smart Home Stupid People um, title at the top, as I just have. Um, afterwards, you click on the discuss button. I think it's a little different on Android. I think it's a chat or something. But nevertheless, then it opens straight up into Smart Home Stupid Chats, where you could then at the bottom say join group and start posting. So for all of you guys out there, say hello. We are here if you have anything um, to ask. I'll be monitoring the Telegram app also on the side. And um, we'll see how that goes. So there we go. Also, also as far as uh, asking questions, um, with here there we are again, Rockfin and Rumble. Rockfin and Rumble don't have integrated chats, so I have the windows open here, um, and I should be able to. There's the chat right there for 
Rumble. So I'll be monitoring them. So I'll be uh, seeing once in a while if somebody posts a question in there, we could then just uh, talk about it and say it. If you are watching via Twitch DLive, then the chat is integrated and they will pop up on screen when you have a question. We don't have the screen. Oh, I don't have the screen. See, I know. <laughs> Another Murphy. This is a very live, live show. And uh, you guys are going to, you know, feel like you're a part of our, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, living room conversation because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you feel? About, like, how do you feel about Murphy's Law? Happened a lot to me. Happened a lot to you. <laughs> there, it, so in, in, the, in the science world, you have Occam's Razor. And yeah. I kind of think that Murphy's Law kind of falls into that category subtly. Right? Yeah, kind of. So Occam's razor is that whole idea that um, when all things are equal, the simplest solution is probably the most, uh, what is it? Um, the most likely. Most likely solution, yeah. exactly. So if you have different hypotheses on an experiment and you test for different hypotheses, the best explanation would be the easiest one. like the Most with, likely. Yeah, most likely. That's yeah. what I mean. Occam's razor means that um, all the unnecessary stuff just gets cut off. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's the easiest solution. And also it says like that there, um, you have entities you, um, no more than necessary. So an animal is not producing more than, than it, needed. Than needed. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really like a, also called the um, law of parsimony. Okay. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. That but it's basically just, you know, the easiest solution is uh, the most likely because it's, <laughs> You just you just require a few steps in mm -hmm. contrast to a lot of steps, and it's more yeah. likely that nature goes less steps than more steps because that's it true. costs yeah. too much energy. Ah, okay. So, so that that's always how I always uh, looked at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I have here in front of me a couple definitions. I have Murphy's law, like outside of Occam's razor. And the reason why I say Occam's razor reminds me of Murphy's laws because Murphy's law has this. Also, it's kind of like. You know, so here it is. It's anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And uh, mm -hmm. there's an extended version of it, which goes as following. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And at the worst possible time. <laughs> now, I, 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 now look, the Murphy's Law, it, it sounds like a very negative law to begin with. It sounds yeah. like something that's uh, only meant for pessimists. Dooming uh, upon us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This impendent, impending doom and um, doomsday feeling of like everything's always going to crumble and just stop working. Yeah. The, the truth of the matter is I find that specifically in my industry, in any industry really, um, it's about understanding that it's very unlikely that everything is always going to work out perfectly. Yeah. I think that to me is the the inspiration behind Murphy's Law. Spe specifically, if you pick a very complicated uh, way from the beginning, that this is maybe not the natural way you should work something out because you already add a lot of things that are not necessary. And maybe these were the things that go wrong to mm -hmm. show you that this is not the way to go. That's how I... Um, always looked at it Absolutely. and uh, yeah. always found things that go wrong as a as a sign for me this is not the way you shouldn't do it differently exactly <laughs> uh, we, we also say in English to uh, not swim against the current yes yeah right and it's the same feeling is that um, if you choose a path that is not kind of within the laws of nature and it's against the current the yeah. whole time you're most likely going to end up with more things that you will dub as Murphy's law happening while things are happening yeah right you have to invest more energy and um, you, yeah. you're more likely to make mistakes from because of that i yeah. guess but at the same yeah. time it's also even if you do follow perhaps a more direct path or the uh, a, a more efficient path path that requires less less energy it doesn't mean that things can't go wrong and it's to me mm -hmm. also very important to know that uh, to to acknowledge 
um, that it's it's kind of like a law of uncertainty to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy's law. It, it it's to me it means that constant adaptation is really important and yeah. not only to understand that it's that it's a thing but to also develop that as a skill and as a talent mm-hmm. right so that you can constantly adapt yourself to the environment yeah to the situation and to the problems that are constantly pre- going to present themselves so actually i would say in 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 my industry for me uh, the biggest talent that i have is the ability to um Roll with things and solve problems as they come. That's why the official uh, title of what I do used to be, for the most part, dubbed and called custom integrator. Because that's what we do. Is we, <laughs> problem solver. Problem solver, exactly. <laughs> we integrate things on a custom level. Um, just like this video casting system. This is all a custom solution, you know? Mm-hmm. It's custom tailored to what we're doing and and how mm-hmm. um, we want to go about it. Um, and also Occam's razor, you're not using extra cables that you're not needing. Well, we have uh, actually... Easy solution. You're completely right. But at the same time, there there's also a safety net mm-hmm. that, that's built into it. You know, we might actually have a couple extras in case one breaks. Mm-hmm. And in nature, you see that happens too. Men have two nuts. Two eyes. <laughs> Uh, I I like that you thought about, you know, the same thing, but just having different examples. (laughs) Well, the eyes give you depth perception with the nuts. One can fail and the other one will just take over for it. But I guess the eyes are a good way of looking at it, too. Yep. So there we go. Next time we have uh, we have ideas, we should blurt them out at the same time and see what happens. I like that. (laughs) So there we go. Murphy's law in nature. How would you how would you say that fits in the law of nature? I think that, uh, as just mentioned, the concept of adaptation. Is yeah, absolutely. Very and crucial, right? It's, yeah, like as you said, if the things that can go wrong will go wrong, I think it's you can completely transform that onto biology and the idea of tra- um, adaptation, which is a central idea in just every field of uh, every field of biology, especially evolutionary biology. That the question where all the life comes from, why it's so diverse, and it has a lot yeah. to do with the topic of adaptation. And when I say adaptation, I mean it in a bi- biological way. Which means you can have um, an adaptation that is more on a genetic base, the, mm-hmm. and, and you have one that's more like phenotypic. So everything that you can see, you can change your behavior in order to adapt to a new situation. You can change your okay. physical appearance. Birds that change colors, you know, like uh, jellyfish that changes. Or not the jellyfish, just like the um, the octopus mm-hmm. who, or it can also, or the chameleon who can change their their um, colors yep. in order to adapt to the environment immediately. And so every living organism has these has these capacities in their own range to adapt to change in in their environment and there's always change i this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about and i've prepared many talks for that and spoke about this a lot that there's only one certainty in life and this is that everything is uncertain <laughs> there's always change um there's always yeah yeah there's always change and mm-hmm. For that reason, this is the the major driver of evolution. This is the major driver of animals and plants and every organism to change itself as well in order to adapt mm-hmm. to the new situations. And from that, new 
new things come out, you know, new appearances, new colors, new behavioral forms. Right. And the ones who are reacting best to it, they will survive. And the others, they don't. So maybe this is Murphy's Law. If you pick the wrong it's, it's <laughs> adaptation, funny. you're yeah, just, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny. If, you're gone. If, as I've mentioned before, as a musician, I, I've, I've had to tour in small vehicles, uh, small buses, and so on and so forth, and sometimes larger buses with a lot of people. And um, it's kind of a, a thing when touring as a musician that if you're not easygoing, you're not going to last long in the group, Yeah. right? Okay. And, and it's unfortunate that the people who tend to not be easygoing and last long tend to be the people who are just control freaks and have good connections. <laughs> that, that, that happens too, but for the, like, you know, I've, I've heard stories over here in Berlin uh, from uh, limousine drivers who got all together and decided to never drive Madonna anywhere ever again <laughs> because she was just such a bitch all the time. And really? I yeah, never heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend oh. of mine told me about that. Um, and, uh, and And it was because she was just such a narcissistic control freak of a person that they all got together and said we're not serving her anymore and so I found out hmm. that uh, when she comes to Berlin now she has to bring her own driver at least that, <laughs> for a while maybe that's been rectified well, since but it was a thing yeah, that I guess all the, so. they all got together and, and blacklisted her and said nah no more and huh. and uh, for me, as I was mentioning, and you kind of can put this all together in the sense that when you're in a group of people, that if someone's always a pain in the ass, there we go. If someone's always a pain in the ass and is not easygoing and is just not a pleasure to be around, then he's going to get phased out, right? Very likely. And that 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 phasing out of the person, to me, just is 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 a part of that that same concept in nature. That mm -hmm. um, if you're not adapting. You're yeah. just not going to survive as well, and that's and that's just one of those things that as and I've seen this many times uh, on stage when things go wrong. You know, actually, my a lot of the original experience that I have in my industry comes from playing music live on stage originally. You know, mm -hmm. playing a couple hundred shows live on stage, and and for me, I was always a very tech oriented person, and so while I would be whether I'd be on drums or doing the guitar or whatever, I would always have the 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 the, the tech stuff beside me for running all the backing tracks, the backing videos, uh, the clicks for other people, and I just kind of always w was interested in in um, making streamlining that. I actually found that uh, playing live as a musician for me was uh, such a pleasure because it was such a challenge, mm -hmm. and it was a challenge that I I, I um, enjoyed enduring. You know, um, the show must go on, as they say. Yeah, and it's the same thing in life: is that um, you 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 live and you die. You have the you know, there's the time when you check in, there's the time when you check out, <laughs> and those two time periods you can't really well control. You know, I mean, you can control a little bit more when you check out, I guess, but. <laughs> The point is, is that when the show starts, you you just you hit the ground running to a degree, mm. and 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 um, it's one of these things where you, when you want to prepare for something, things will inevitably and always go wrong, and to always stress yourself out that it didn't, it's not going to be as perfect, or it wasn't as perfect, or that something that you thought was crucial to mm -hmm. the scenario is is going to have to be phased out because for some reason it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's 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 to me of utmost importance to understand how to adapt to that so that you can continue doing what you want to do. So um, yep. that being said, I found actually a couple um, funny variations of Murphy's Law that I just kind of wanted to go over because a couple of yeah. them are actually pretty cool and do um, also work with the laws of nature, I find, and um, will kind of speak quite a bit of truth into various industries as well. 
Um, so here, let's go back to this view. And we have here, uh, you will never find a lost article until you replace it. I found that one to be a bit weird, but uh, it says here, uh, whether it's a missing report, a set of keys, a sweater, you can expect to find it right after you replace it. And that's kind of one of those things, like, it's it's funny, um, Alanis Morissette had that song, Ironic, mm -hmm. right? And ironically, she should have just looked at the definition of the word before writing it because she didn't have very. She didn't really do it. She didn't really use the word properly. Um, instead, she was talking a lot. I think about Murphy's Law in her song, right? All these things that went wrong. Um, yeah. And 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 it was like what can go wrong will go wrong. You know, mm -hmm. raining on your wedding day and all that stuff. Um, but it's it is it's a truth that I've learned as well that whenever I lose something, mm -hmm. um, I just start cleaning up. You've seen me do it. You don't like it. A lot yeah. of people don't like it. But because I, then when I start cleaning up, I just rip everything apart. Yeah. I take everything where, where you know, that's lying around and I throw it into the middle of the room. And uh, <laughs> and and, and then eventually, you know, here one of two things will happen is either I'll find what I was looking for while cleaning or I'll have a clean place. And I still won't have what I'm looking yeah. for, but at least, you know, I'll, I'll be organized in other manners and I can get my mind off of it. I also would say that, you know, this is very human concept of right or wrong, what go what goes wrong? What does that mean exactly? It's just not happening the way you expect it to. That doesn't mean it's wrong, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it is. I think you can you can get a, a, always something positive out of every situation. If it's raining on your wedding day, maybe you want to dance. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, but just I think it's a mindset, um, and people yeah. who already have that mindset, like oh, I'm such a you know, I'm a victim, I'm a pity person, and this will ha this happens again to me, and this as well, they just take it as a confirmation that they're shitty people. And yeah. um, <clears throat> even kind of manifesting further events like that. And I think it's a mixture of, you know, already, already being in that energy mode. Mm -hmm. I always like to talk about this energy as well, because I think you really attract what you send out. And if yeah. you already assume things to go wrong, it will happen to you. Maybe also because um, I think life teaches us a lot of lessons and confronts us with our fears in order to overcome them, in order to experience the situation that we think will freak us out like crazy, just to realizing that it's maybe not that bad <laughs> that at the end, you know, it's like, well, the world still spins and you're still alive and breathing. What else can happen on that uh, level? So I think you can just take it as a as a sign from the universe, as you said, maybe, you know, to clean up again and yeah. uh, find well, your keys. <laughs> and, and and that's the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just find it. And here's, that's the funny thing right there is that sometimes um, something goes wrong, other opportunities present themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is now uh, really touching onto the heart of adaptation. Yeah. And I've seen this so many times, you know, we wrote a song the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he wrote it. I just, you know, I would have never written it that way had yeah. it not been for her being there. And the reason is, is because it was it was for the introduction for her uh, podcast, "Die Sendung mit der Ziege," yeah, and uh, which translates to the show with the goat. Because my last name is Goat. If you translate it from German to English, from German to English, Ziege. and it's funny because like there's also in Germany um, uh, the show with the mouse, which is like for children explaining everything. And so I found it's actually a nice analogy to my podcast because I'm also yeah. explaining things about biology. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, when we were actually looking, well, when you were looking for uh, um, yeah. um, a title for that, for your podcast, or uh, you came out with a bunch of them. And that was when you said that, when I said, that's what you're going to go for. That That's really, really <laughs> good. And she said it tongue in cheek. And I don't even know 
why you, you came across that idea, designing with that Seeger, right? Yeah. And uh, and then you presented it to a few friends of yours. A couple of them said, no, it's it's like you're insulting yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then a, a couple other per- people said, no, you got to. Like, it's so it's yeah. it's so catchy and it's at the same time, um, it's what they call in German an earworm. <laughs> it just, once it's in there, it doesn't get out too easily, right? Yeah, and also I really... You know, maybe it also was for me the ability to, after years and years of, <laughs> you know, burden on that name because it wasn't easy. As Growing up with the name Goat? Yeah, as a girl, right? <laughs> so it's not so nice. Um, I would was... have been funnier if, like, you had a brother and his name was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No, I have no brother. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no Uncle Willy. No, but I, I decided to what I always thought is a disadvantage for me. Maybe you know, so coming back to the topic right now, right to, t- to turn yep. it into an advantage as my own trademark. And um, when people, when I say I'm a biologist and my name is um, Madeline Goat, they they sometimes can't believe it. I think it's like a stage name or so. It's like yeah. no, this is my real name, and it it sucks to the people. They always remember me. They always know, ah, oh, that's the biologist. So. And you st- you 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 um stick out with that, so that's yeah. why I try to turn something negative. I thought it's you know it's like, blah. <laughs> not nice to me, um into something that now I can actually use to my advantage, and now I'm really liking it. Um, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. No, that's, that's But a, you wanted to finish good, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. trying to actually just put down notes here so that when we do trail off, that I can I can know what to circle back to. Oh. Okay. <laughs> See, trying to organize on the fly. Yes. Um. Absolutely, with the song that we had uh, written together, it it, uh, it was for Gizendo with Etsiga, and um, we're sitting there, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, let's just go through the idea, the feeling, the sounds, mm-hmm. the... the um, I don't know the atmosphere. Let's let's paint yeah. that picture first as a scenario, and then work from there. And it turned out to be excellent. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll plug it next time we play. Yeah, um, actually, cool. I might be able to play it here too. I'm Maybe, happy. yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's the same thing of all the uh, of all the possibilities that we had for that song, which are endless, I guess. <laughs> Picking out just from a very intuitive place the right thing, and I just told him what I what I wanted to kind of create a feeling with that uh, I was clear with that but I didn't know how to how to get there and I think that's also something that we can take from from this episode today if you have an idea about something that you want to create mm-hmm. you can already imagine how it would look like how it would feel like for you um, to experience it when I writing my books um, the first book and also the second book I really imagine how um how how it will affect people what kind of emotion that will create to them and with that with that thing in my mind i let myself guide because i don't know where to get how to get there <laughs> if i would just have it in my logical um decision making yep. i would go crazy like so many decisions to make That's but right. i really try to be in the moment and let myself guide through the universe and because of that uh, i think the universe shows me the right path which is I guess yeah. Occam's razor is uh, easiest solution. <laughs> there, there's an interesting thing about that. Uh, so I, I could speak a few languages, and I remember learning German. Um, and at the time when I was learning it, uh, it was very, very clear to me that I don't learn well by mm. by just reading and writing. Or I don't put it this way. I don't learn well just by reading and 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 speaking. Um, and everybody's different that way. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started mixing reading writing, speaking, listening. Yeah. It's all together, right? Because it's the same thing as sometimes talking aloud. And I've, I've, I've had this so many times um, in my company where there's a problem. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes even just explaining the problem the problem to somebody beside you who uh, thank you who 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 doesn't under necessarily understand it or have an affinity for what you're doing and and won't really be able to give you an educated answer afterwards anyway. But the act of explaining it is activating other parts inside yep. of your head and uh, in your brain. Absolutely. And that was the big thing for me is that um, when learning another language, um, it's very important to not just read and or hear and or talk. It's like immersion will always be a, 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 of, of great benefit. And I think that learning a language without immersion is like, it's a sterile version of yeah. learning the language because you, you won't experience the emotional connection. And that's 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 kind of what I'm getting at mm. is that by reading aloud, you're triggering the, the 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 reading part of your brain and the visual part of your brain, yeah, um, and the 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 spoken part of your brain. So you're you're triggering all these new things and you're making all these new memories at the same time, mm. right? You're making a memory through the through the speech pattern. You're making a memory through hearing it uh, yeah. out, out loud, learning how to pronounce things, and um, it all comes together. And I find that, like I said, it wasn't until I started mixing these things together, yeah, um, that it, that, that, that the information actually to me started sticking. Yeah, and I think um, you mentioned a very important thing that it's, it's different for everyone and there is no everyone fits one solution. <laughs> so I think also with Murphy's Law saying, maybe, you know, some you have an idea about something, you want to do it and someone comes to you and say, well, that won't work. That's way too complicated. This will go wrong. This will go wrong. This will go wrong. But you have a very strong um, intuition that, no, it will work the way you want to do it. Then just go for it and, and uh, believe in that, that this will be, that this is the right way for you. Although everyone else says, no, I tried it. It won't yeah, work. No, no. Um, but yeah, maybe it didn't work for this person, but you're different. We're all different, so I think it's important to really trust your own, um, your own ability to learn and to figure out the things that work for you. Although it might be completely different than everyone else does it. I'm for me, like in my company, I think I'm the only person who's still using uh, like a um, paper and pencil, eh? paper and pencil, and yeah. I have all my appointments in my folder. Is it like a not a diary, but like a um. What is that? It's a notebook. Yeah, a notebook. Like oh, yeah. just really writing. And I hate all these <laughs> technical things where I put my appointments in. I tried it. It's not for me. Although everyone says how cool this is, but you have to figure out your own way. And even if it's so old school than using pencil and paper. <laughs> oh, it's this, uh, I actually, I designed a database recently for the company I'm working in and it's a disaster. It's a disaster because I am... The Germans are creatures of habits, and asking people to change their habits um, yeah. for the benefit of the greater good is 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 not easy. And um and and if any of you out there are a part of a company that has kind of scaled up from medium size to larger or small to medium size, you'll know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it's not just your calendar anymore. It's it's a transparent calendar for everybody yeah. to see. It's not just your contacts; it's the company contacts, and so on and so forth. And it's very difficult to be able to create that transparency mm-hmm. to be able to. Um, give everybody, and this is kind of uh, we we had this uh, talk a while back. We were in the forest together, and I and I came up with the uh, the idea that um, companies and and um, the animal kingdom are very mm-hmm. Sil- mm-hmm. similar, right? And the reason why is because um, you have different forms of of group behavior in the animal world. You mm-hmm. have the 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 um, I'll start from smallest, smallest to largest. What's what's it called? The solo. Uh, the um, I'll come back to that word. The German. startup business. No, 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 no. no? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is, is that uh, the, uh, the the someone who is in solitary and solitude all the time, and then you have um, the pair ship, then you have um, the small family, then you have the tribe, 
and then mm-hmm. you you know you get larger you get the village mm-hmm. and then you get the hive mm-hmm. <laughs> right and i see very often that a lot of small businesses start off with this whole family business orientation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. where um it's kind of like a mom pop shop where you have half a dozen people working together everybody's very multi talented and everyone's multitasking mm-hmm. so the person in the, uh, you know if let's say it was like a little uh, deli or something like that the person at the front making the sandwiches might also be the accountant <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the person doing the bookkeeping yeah. anyway and the the person um hauling the garbage out might actually also be the same person um yeah. whose 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 uh, responsibility might be for delivery or something else you know yeah, yeah. and and the point that i'm getting at is that you see that in families in small mm-hmm. families we share the chores we live in a small environment mm-hmm. um in order to keep this environment clean we 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 come together and we share the tasks and so on and so forth um yeah. and you can see that in hives such as uh, ants or bees where they really have a very strict um, distribution of the tasks the way you have the queen only for reproducing well and this is what i'm getting yeah. at is that um because when you look at it from a family point of view individuality is cherished yeah um and and multifaceted talents are also yeah. cherished but then when you upscale towards the hive it is no longer tolerated it's not even just not cherished it's not tolerated and you see that in our world today too that when you work for a larger company you know a, a, mm. a multinational corporation and so on and so forth people have their designated tasks their their yeah. desk job their 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 little reach and um individuality is not tolerated it's not well looked upon you know only within a, within a, a specific scope that's that's set for that yeah and it's also not very welcome that all of a sudden the engineer wakes up and says i'm, I'm gonna do something else this week <laughs> and and, and in, but yet in the smaller family unit it is co- completely accepted you know someone will say hey the plumbing's not working i'm gonna be the plumber this week and fix yeah. that for us and learn how to do it yeah, in yeah. a small unit that's completely accepted and and um uh, you know uh mm looked upon as something of value. Whereas yeah. again, in the larger corporation company, not so much. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just seeing that in the, in, in the, in our society, I think it's kind of a, something that a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge that this transition from everything being modular into something being centralized um, is changing us from a, a, a tribal family orientated um, society, just like a, like a, a nature. Like, you know, when you look at what are, what are species of animals that live in families and tribes, you'll have mm. the wolves and the bears and well, the monkeys. Usually uh, mammals, many mammals live yep. in, in families and, and, and tribes, tribes and, and so on. And yeah. Very human-like. And then you have more insects. Well, I mean, you, you have cats that yeah. uh, do really well by themselves or in pairs. They don't tend yeah. to live in uh, big groups. Um, they, they, some of them do, some species. Yeah, like, especially if they're not domesticated because then we kind of, you know, the family is well, the, the humans. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. with the intervention. And I've seen it in nature. You know, obviously, when you leave when you leave cats to to breed, they're like rabbits. They just they, their numbers grow really quickly, and then they find uh, the under the the, the under um, underneath a house somewhere where they can just all you know keep warm in the winter, and they yeah. you know destroy the crops. Or you go to Siberia where you see um, the the Siberian cats where they um, they 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 have huge social interactions. Yeah, and they're, they, very they're, social. Yeah, very very uh, accepting to that situation as well. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't have believed it because we have a Siberian cat. He's very very. He's more like a dog, very social. Never experienced a cat like that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, getting back to what I was saying yeah. was that. Um, as uh, we change the way that our society is 
was originally built upon tribal, specifically here in Northern Europe. Uh, the the like you go to Bavaria in Germany and they don't really have big cities there. And that's the first thing you'll mm -hmm. notice is that when you come to the north, you have Hamburg and Hanover and Berlin and um, Leipzig, Leipzig and, and Dresden. Yeah. Exactly. And then you go to the west and then you have uh, Cologne, Essen and so on and so forth. Frankfurt. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the country here is pretty much just empty, em specifically in the northeast. It's very empty um, and... Um, I mean, Mecklenburg is a bit more, uh, I, I'd say, uh, modular. Mm -hmm. But you go down to Bavaria, and mm -hmm. every village has their own industry. It's crazy. Yeah. Every village has like two br uh, breweries. They have a church. They have their <laughs> monuments. Breweries. Yeah, especially breweries, right? <laughs> um, and it, and 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 that's this. This is kind of what gives the flavor of Bavarian culture, I think, mm -hmm. to Bavaria. Um, but as I mentioned, when we when we diverge from that and we start saying, okay, our small company is now going to become a large company, mm -hmm. um, we're really saying to everybody, hey, we're going to stop being uh, a culture of tribal and family people and we're going to become a hive. Mm -hmm. And here's your king and here's your queen. And here are the jesters in the court, <laughs> right? And 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 it's and for a lot of people, I find it to be very, very, very um, difficult to adapt. For me, it's absolutely painful and difficult mm. to adapt. This is why I don't do well in in large companies um, because I, I I need to have that dynamic nature in my life because otherwise it just it feels sterile for me and I just mm -hmm. don't enjoy it. Yeah. We're not we're not all the same though. True. There I know other people and this might actually shine through in the sense that we have different cultures and different races on all over the planet. Some cultures um do better with family units, mm -hmm. other cultures do better with tribal units. Uh, others do better with um the hive society, you mm -hmm. know. And that's just that's up to the individual and the society and the culture and so on and so forth. And I think this is a very cool thing to see how all these things can work. But once forced upon, yeah. this is where it becomes very, very difficult. And it really depends on the environment um, where everything happens. Like the our um, like habitat, <laughs> I would say, is the, the English word for that, yeah. really de determines how we uh, live our lives, how we use the resources, how we should uh, organize ourselves in, in social grouping. Um, you can see that with, with rabbits and depending on where they live, if there's more food for them, or I, I think I mentioned it last time, if they have more bushes to build their burrow systems, they're not so much into group living. And there's no, they're not living in families, they're not really related to each other, but more like... Um, shared housing <laughs> with benefits always called like that so they reproducing amongst each other but they're not related to each other and it really depends on how much resources they are available for them the 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 more resources the less they're actually really living in in groups and so what works for one animal for the same species in one environment could be uh, doomed by Murphy's law in the other environment because it's not the right thing. It's not uh, what 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 is the best uh, solution for that specific yep. situation. Yep, I agree. I agree. So let's yeah. move on. Um, I think we've touched upon a lot of really cool stuff. I'm taking a look right now at our Podbean stream. It looks really good. We got someone in there. Uh, Wednesday's not <laughs> the best day for live streaming. I'm seeing there are definitely <laughs> fewer people right now yeah. uh, chiming in and uh, being a part of it. Yeah, this is something we're still thinking about. I think that Sunday uh, works really well. Sunday at 6 p.m. for us is noon for Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m. for everybody on the West Coast in, in North America. Yeah. We're doing the, the, the this in English, so obviously the English audience is going to be a very heavily North American oriented. Um, that being said, for all of you guys out there, just before we go to the next topic, I definitely want to 
talk about this again, that we are live on Podbean and in the near future, we will be taking callers. So that means that for any of you out there who want to actually participate in the mm. live show and call in and say hello and, and ask a question and talk with us as well and uh, in our living space here, you will be able to do so through the Podbean app, right? So go out there, download Podbean. And if you know if you don't want to be a part of the live show, that's cool too. Podbean will be distributing and aggregating for us uh, the, the, the podcast to every major platform out there and you'll find us everywhere, you know, Amazon and... Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and um, what do you call that? The Apple um, iTunes and all that stuff. We'll be there. Um, that being said, also um, another idea we had as well is through Telegram. For those of you in the Telegram world, go to Smart Home Stupid People Telegram channel. There you can watch the video and join in. Um, that was just me saying hello. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and watch the channel and then also join the chat if you want to ask questions and also ask me to call you and I can call you via telegram and we can actually bring that in as well. So that's an idea that we have. We're going to do it one step at a time. We're going to start with the Podbean stuff and take it from there. Yeah. So back to the episode for today. <laughs> um, I want to also go over a couple other variations that I found that are actually really cool as well, because I think they're actually pretty, you know, inspirational. Um, and this one I really like. It reminds me of uh, one of my old favorite TV shows, Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that matter will be damaged in direct proportion to its value. And it's kind of like the Bundy curse. The Bundy curse says you will you're not allowed to uh you know to change uh and 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 um meaning that anything that happens to you that's good will immediately be followed by something <laughs> of of the equal opposition meaning something bad, right? And and it's some it's one of these things where sometimes when I'm at work and a bunch and I just have these this day where everything works out. Everything is just, you know, rolling and rocking and mm-hmm. it's and it's just easy, right? The first thing I think to myself is I'm like that's not good. <laughs> you know, I need a little bit of struggle and a little difficulty. You were talking about this earlier today too. That, yeah. Um, if the comfortable becomes too comfortable. It, so that is already a discomfort. That's exactly yeah. it. And there we are back full circle to smart home, stupid people. Could yeah. it be yeah. that the more accommodating our life becomes, the the more we lose the ability to take care of ourselves. The mm-hmm. main the main question that focuses yeah. that, that that helps us focus and drive this content, right? Absolutely. And um, so when we're talking about the Bundy curse, and when we're talking about <laughs> life, can't be too comfortable. And I, I think it's very important. Yeah. You know, um, comfort doesn't create. I mean, put it this way: I think that like when we're in, in confronted by stress, when we're confronted by um, an issue. We have to think about it. We have mm. to use logic. We mm-hmm. have to use emotion, mm-hmm. right? When we're even, sometimes it's just about the way that we communicate with other people. Yeah. Uh, having a conversation, the way that energy is exchanged throughout, yeah. uh, you know, just either via conversation or even fighting, you know? Um, I grew up in a world where we were, we're constantly fighting with one another <laughs> and, and, uh, it's different, uh, you know. I, I tried to explain this to uh, some German people because Germans don't really fight. It's like I'm, I'm talking about like through childhood and elementary school and teenhood and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. I, I don't know. I've been in like dozens and dozens of fights in my life, and uh, yeah, yeah, you give me that face. <laughs> and, and but the reality is, is that I've actually made friends with people who I've gotten into fights with. Yeah. Because it was, uh, for us, as uh, when we were younger, we had all these emotions coming up and they just wanted to explode. Mm. And to me, a couple punches to the head is a healthy outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, uh, but I mean it in the sense that it, there, there were no grudges afterwards. 
Uh, and that's a healthy thing too, is that we just kind of like let it go. Yeah. We deal with it. Uh, sometimes it's just wrestling to the floor and sometimes it's more of a punch to the head. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, hitting him with a two by four. It's uh, every, every, every situation, you know, has its different solution, put it that way, <laughs> uh, creative, creatively or not. Well, it's something you can see uh, in the animal kingdom as well. You know, we just raised like five kittens last <laughs> this year and they were constantly fighting and constantly you know just like uh trying to to see who they just tried to um experience their strength as well and it was like test their limits all yeah, that yeah test their limits uh, show their boundaries yep. and i think it's a very healthy thing although um i had to really think about this as well and open myself up to the possibility that yeah, right, uh, I, yeah i mean that violence, that violence in, is part of nature and absolutely me as a biologist maybe because i'm female i'm more into the harmony <laughs> <laughs> and you were raised in germany right i mean it's, and i was raised in germany but i definitely have uh, suppressed anger as well that you know could have um ha could have been prevented when i would have just explored my uh, emotions in an yep. earlier um state but yep. as we as i said in one i think the first episode i was raised in the DDR when I, until six GDR in English G GDR yeah, sorry. German Democratic <laughs> Republic what a great name for a communist the, system the GDR <laughs> <laughs> right and so I learned that it's not um, it's not appropriate to <laughs> really show your emotions and um, yeah just just you know don't don't stick out too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down as the Chinese Absolutely. say and yeah, <laughs> there we go. So yeah, going back to the the, the little uh, the the I, I always say that with violence, it's like um, the lack of aggression just becomes passive aggression. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that Germans are incredibly passive aggressive as mm -hmm. a society. Um, for me, having been raised in Canada, it, there's definitely a, a, an immediate confrontation, or a more likely to be immediately confronted yeah. uh, when something calls for it. And it's funny because I mean, a lot of uh, international people we they say they say the Canadians are always so polite and this and that, and it's true. I think that we it was it was said to me really well one time by a guy I used to work for who I don't much like and don't get and and don't talk to anymore. That's <laughs> what happens when people you work for try to rip you off, right? <laughs> um, and, but he said, you know, just because just you don't like someone doesn't mean you can't learn from them. And that's also a very important mm -hmm. thing that I had to learn as well. And um, he said very well um, that whenever you want to, whenever you're working in a group with people, you always say please and thank you. And the mm -hmm. reason is, and specifically when you're asking them to do something, mm -hmm. you say, you know, could you do this? Can you do that, please? And the reason is, is because everybody likes to be asked to do something. Nobody likes to be told. Yeah, of course not. And and, yep. and and that and that was uh, I think that that speaks a lot of truth about Canadian culture in the sense mm -hmm. that we don't like to be told what to do traditionally. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of bullshit living under the Queen anyway, and and so you know we we have enough to deal with with our crappy monarchy and all that garbage. Uh, but in in social life, you know, the fact that Canadians are just a hodgepodge of different cultures all, all fucked together, right? Living in a small environment, it's not easy. Yeah, we have a lot of problems because of that, and this this I think. It also fueled that um, that mentality of bring out the niceties first, mm. but afterwards, when called for and called upon, tell someone to fuck off when they need to be told. <laughs> and 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 it's one of these things. Like I've explored that over here in Germany, and it's definitely uh, accepted very differently here when, mm -hmm. when that happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in many cases. Uh, it, it always kind of works out for the better. I find that when 
confrontation is done directly, yeah. whether it be in my culture or this culture. And I think that's something that the Germans can actually learn from. And that's also basically Occam's razor, you know, cut the crap. And <laughs> that is just, absolutely uh, true. Um, just, yeah. And true, you said that. Like, I think um, the honest honesty is the the easiest solution to interact with um, someone else. To well, really... we say that honesty is the best policy. That's kind of our, our, yeah. our, our, our saying. Oh, okay. That is a saying. That, that is a saying. But I'm just saying, um, <laughs> this is, especially if you ask about how would you interact with other people what is there what could go wrong <laughs> what would be the best way i think it's always um to really share your honest feelings and opinions although you might think the other person will judge you for that or might leave and think you're an asshole <laughs> yeah, right, but eh? then you have to risk that just be just through that i think you really attract the people that you are want to interact with to tell the other you know which were not which you obviously don't like when you tell the truth, they can't take it or they just don't want to hear yep. it, that they they then they, they uh, have not a good spot in your life then. You could just yep. like, you know, yep, yep, yep. go. So how do you feel about the sentence, smile, tomorrow will be worse? <laughs> obviously not someone uh, who's very optimistic. In That's life. what it says here. It says this is, a, this, should, uh, this is Occam's razor with a touch of uh, pessimism. Okay. Maybe you should also um, share where you actually have the resources from if someone wants to read it. And yeah, who sure, actually said why not? That. What do we got here? That's my scientific point of view, always yeah, exactly. referencing. <laughs> Smile tomorrow will be worse. Yeah, thoughtka.com. So there yeah. you go. Thoughtka.com is where we're reading this stuff from today. I, I, it's funny because I was looking before, um, you know, starting today the show uh, for different resources and different plays on the on on not only like Occam's Razor is, yeah. is more the biology thing, but for Murphy's Law, I was looking for different definitions where it comes from. I didn't know Murphy's Law is only 50 years old officially. Huh. Like I, it's it's a concept that we're all familiar with. Yeah. And I'm sure that Sounds you can like find it. it all throughout time in many different cultures yeah, yeah. and different ways in the forms of saying um, but uh, from what I understood, Edward Murphy, um, he was an astrophysicist or an engineer. Yeah, something like that. And um, he worked for the Air Force mm -hmm. and um, was back in the 40s or something like that testing. So it's more than 50 years old now, um, was testing um, <clears throat> high-speed deceleration with people. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people ended up having, you know, <laughs> negative, you know, negative effects from G-forces and so on and so forth and all these different things that can go wrong. And I think that when you're an engineer, right, uh, and you're building something yep. very complicated when you're specifically when we're talking about like machines that need to travel through the air yep. or space, space or high huh? speeds and, and test the limits, specifically back then when the technologies were all very new, I'm sure they ran into a lot mm -hmm. of problems. And I'm sure this is why he dubbed and he was used as the uh, as the symbol, right? Mm -hmm. For there on in about what can go, go wrong, wrong will go wrong, yeah. right? Yeah, maybe go back, going back to that quote, um, I like the smile part, but not the tomorrow <laughs> will be worse part. And I say that because I really truly believe and also uh, experience in my life that um, if you already have an expectation about something, you already, as I said, already sending out that energy and you make it more likely to, to happen right. and you think... Um, tomorrow will be worse. Yeah. And I guess you already have that. Uh, into, you already set the the stage for things to to go worse. And I absolutely yeah. experienced that in my life when you know something happens in the morning. I was like, "Wow, the day is already 
short. Yeah, yeah it's there, already uh, gone. I, I don't need to go any further. And then one thing after another yeah. <laughs> just comes and uh, confirms that expectation. Yeah. And um, if you just take a second and really ground yourself, come back into the moment and really, you know, just like breathe in, breathe out, and then start with a fresh um, view on things and just enjoy life and be thankful that you are in that very moment breathing alive and happy. There we go. So you're, now you're touching on it. Yeah, you're already changing uh, what comes next because I I truly think that we are the creator of our lives and we take a we can take responsibility for everything that happens to us. Mm -hmm. And one way or another, we cause things to happen to us, although we might not think that we have that power. But I experienced it many times in my life where I really kind of manifested things <laughs> that I thought yeah. won't be able, won't be possible. And I'm really a lot... Um, yeah, in working with the topic of manifestation. Yeah. Um, so my my translation of this yes. is, is uh, it, it's funny because I look at a sentence like this and it comes across as very pessimistic. Mm -hmm. But I, I would definitely say that I am profoundly negative by nature. <laughs> and um, But this, the, no, I, like this is a good thing. I think that it requires profound negativity to be able to actually try and look at reality. Mm -hmm. You know, um, change is a very destructive force of nature. Mm -hmm. um, when confronted with change, it means yeah. that you have the ability to now, uh, specifically with truth and change. You know, mm -hmm. When you're confronted by something that's truthful, that is telling you um, things have to change, it's an incredibly destructive force because it can be very self-destructive yeah. when, when you realize that something inside you or around you has to change. You know, It could be that you're with the wrong partner. And 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 you know, <laughs> looks at me and smile. <laughs> and, but the, the 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 truth of the matter is, is that um, truth and change together are incredibly destructive. Uh, can be very dis um, destructive. Yeah. At the same time, they can be very enlightening. Yeah. And and to go to my definition of smile, tomorrow will be worse. I think about it like when I look in the mirror. I'm I, I'm 37 years old, right? And I've been seeing the hair follicles uh, thin up top here on my head for the last 20 years. You know, slowly going back and back and back, and um, making you more wise. Yeah, something like that. And uh, in in Germany, the 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 receding hairline they call it wisdom lines. Well, it's more like Geheimratsecken and... Um, or that. Yeah, it's like Geheimrat might be a very wise person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, for me, when I look in the mirror, I look at it and I think to myself, oh, this is going to suck. It's going to get worse. But smile because today is the best it will be. When you fast forward, it'll only get worse. <laughs> so today, if you live in the moment, you, you can only smile at that and think that 10 years in the future, I will I will wish that I was I am where I am now. Hmm. But couldn't you see it the different way that where you really, you know... Don't try and break my philosophies oh, okay. here no, and no, my, no, my no. illusions. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I would, you know, try to focus on, say, your, half, uh, your hair follicle to grow and oh, reactivate just, uh, just them. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't Anyways. know. I think to, to me, it's, a, it's, it's that whole idea of where do I want to spend my energy. Absolutely. And maybe to come back to that, you said, you know, um, negativity. Again, that's a very human-made concept. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we, you know, we put into a box like this is positive, this is negative. That's right. But as you said, change is um, part of life. It's... I would say the essence of life. And so it's nothing nor negative nor positive. Uh, there is no value to it, but just 
if we are aware of the fact that everything is always changing and that always is also destructive within ourselves, you know, we wouldn't believe how many cells at this very moment mm -hmm. are, you know, destroying itself in order to um, keep everything alive. There yeah. are even kind of cells that have a programmed death within them. If they realize something is wrong, maybe they start mutating and they could become a cancer cell. They destroy themselves. And this is a very... To save the others. Yeah, this is a very healthy... Um, mechanisms so i would say there is destruction has to be there in order for life and if you know these things i can i i'm sure you you look at life uh, very differently absolutely as yeah. as as I've, i've i've said um in my other podcast that uh, you wake up in the morning i think uh one of my favorite things to do is to think to myself that today is a good day to die and the yep. reason i say that is um because when you are ready to die or at least for me, when I'm when I feel that I'm ready to die, it's because I feel I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. And so when I wake up in the morning and think to myself, today's a good day to die, it's because today is a day where I have no regrets. Yeah. I'm not looking at my life in in shame or sorrow or or uh, you know yeah. any form of of uh, regret and so on and so forth, right? And it gives you a very good perspective because it kind of brings you away from all the problems that you might think you have and all the details, but Inviting if you would imagine them from the past back into the future or into the present. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you would think, you know, maybe this this day is my last day, you wouldn't care so much about all the How would you live the last day of your life? Yeah. You can do that every day if you choose to. Absolutely. And I think it's important to ask yourself that because many people fear death and don't want to talk about it. But I think it's um, it's the, the best guidance you can have in your life. Because if you ask yourself, you know, I, you only have a certain amount of time here on earth. What you want to do with this? Is this your most valuable resource, the, yep. the, the, the your lifetime? And by remembering that every day, realizing that you will die one day. Although you might think, you know, this, despite of all the after <laughs> reincarnation, whatever, if you think yeah. this is my last day, it could be a last day, you see things very uh, differently. And I live I in, also made live it... Live in the moment, be more in the present, that yeah. kind of a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Also made it to a habit actually really in the morning that, um, you know, I say like, maybe this could be my last time. And I look at my husband differently. I, you know, like cuddle my cats more intense. <laughs> There we go. And so everything is more, uh, more deep, I would say. Instead of complaining about a couple of dishes that didn't get done, it's like, eh, in the grand scheme of things, who gives a fuck? <laughs> so, who um, gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. So we've almost, uh, we're, we're approaching the hour right yeah. now. Um, let's go through a couple more, wrap this up. And uh, yep. today's a very slow day in the chat. As I mentioned, I think Wednesdays at 8 p.m., it's cool for us, but I'm starting to see that a lot of people in the middle of the week are, are just not uh, very responsive, I think, to uh, to this. <laughs> and I'll tell you that this kind of content, we've even thought about trying to do it in the morning. You know, if we start at six in the morning, then it's midnight for, for you guys and uh, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Um, mm -hmm. West Coast. It definitely, for me, like when we do these kind of shows, uh, the, the sun really affects it. I, I see that our Wednesday shows tend to be far more philosophical because <laughs> after the sun goes down, yeah. um, the mind has the ability to open up and think about the things without the noise of the day disturbing it, you True, know? Yeah. Um, I think that at nighttime, I, I, I definitely am more interested in, uh, let's say, um, topics that are that are that are more campfire 
you know, <laughs> <laughs> topics, uh, because it's it's just a fun discussion to explore. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, when the sun goes down, the the you, you know you cease to explore the the horizon. Instead, you start to explore your mind, and that's just how it has been for me my whole life. As I find that when the yeah. sun goes down, the exploration um, manifests itself. It's a very natural um, thing to humans. I mean, you know, like gathering around the campfire, everyone tells each other before we had TV and stuff. <laughs> everyone tells each other what. Well, how the how the day was and what to learn from it and yeah just or go stories on. about the the uh, the energies surrounding it and so on and so forth yeah you know? all that so let's go through a couple more okay I got this one this one I don't like honestly um, left to themselves things tend to go from bad to worse I said that's fucking bullshit and move on uh, <laughs> like I mean if, if there's anything you want to say about that I think that idea uh, is anthropomorphic in nature meaning that it's the idea that uh, things require human intervention. Well, actually, let's see what what it what it says about that. Maybe I'm I'm selling it short here. It says this isn't a common occurrence. Problems left unsolved can only get more complicated. If you don't sort out your differences with your partner, things only go yeah. from yeah, I get it from that point of view. Only get worse uh, from that point on. But this is to me, it's funny. It's because like this is kind of what I was talking about before with violence. It's a form of passive aggression. Mm-hmm. That I completely agree. So well, uh, it also says um, you was that don't don't ignore a problem. I think yes, that's true to a certain degree. But sometimes if you just leave things alone um, is not a problem anymore. So I think it, it really depends on what kind of problem it is. And I believe there are no such things as problems. <laughs> Only solutions. <laughs> Only solutions, to be but also just, yeah, just, just, um, um, uh, how you said it, Herausforderung. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm losing my English. Um, like, yeah, challenges yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think you there is always a challenge in in whatever obstacle you come across and that you can learn from it and sometimes it just needs to be acknowledged and that's already the solution. You don't need to discuss it over and over and over again and just feel into with empathy as well. So, so I think sometimes leaving things uh, alone yeah, that might go. already help. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So, you know, I take it back. Left to themselves, things tend to go from bad to worse. I understand the context can be uh, determined yeah. very differently it with depends, the perspective. I would say. Yes. All righty. <laughs> so let's go Let's go through a couple more. I got here. Um, this one I love, and I think you like this one a lot. Enough okay. research will tend to support your theory. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the sad truth <clears throat> of reality, well, specifically in your yeah. industry? Yeah, it's, right? it already starts with um, that you as an observer of a system already change the whole experiment. That's something I guess a physicist kind of, you know, figured out. Or if you go into an experiment trying to instead go through your hypotheses, but rather um, alter the experiment to fit the conclusion. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't say that this is the case for most of the researchers on a conscious level, but on an unconscious level, absolutely. You are designing experiences in a way that on unconscious maybe you already hope that your hypothesis will <laughs> will fit into it and yeah kind of juggling around with the data and all that and i think also where your energy goes mm-hmm. um this will become maybe even more likely to happen Th- this is actually to me also um very relevant to what i was saying earlier about going from 
the the small tribes and communities um, to the the hive mentality, mm-hmm. right? You see that in 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 in, in the, the way that information is also ascertained. Mm-hmm. Larger companies will only go after certain information when they know that there's a bottom line and a profitability, mm-hmm. uh, you know, accountability yeah, and so yeah. on and so forth involved. Yeah, and um, you see that in the research. You see yeah. that when large companies research stuff. Uh, it's because they know what they want to have done first. It's like they're, they're thinking to themselves, okay, we want to put this out on the market, so we need research that says it's safe. Yeah. Or research that tells us how to change it a little bit that's cost-effectively to make it safe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- this goes back, there's a, there's a book that I have upstairs by Charles Brown, I think, I can't remember his name anyway. And... Um, it's a it's a it's an engineer who was hired by Motorola back in the '90s to prove the 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 the, the safety or to prove if cell phone radiation mm-hmm. is safe. Mm-hmm. And his study said, "Uh-uh, this isn't safe at all. What mm-hmm. are you talking about?" And 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 then they didn't want to pay him, and he's and, and he's and, and then they yeah. wanted to fire him, and then they wanted to shut him up and say that he's not allowed to talk about it because the research they own. And he's like, "Dude, you guys hired me." To find out if it's safe, not to prove that it's safe, and this and and today it's like people don't even talk about this anymore. Is yeah, cell phone yeah. radiation safe or is it harmful? <laughs> it's like it, just it, look at the people; they don't look like they they think about this too much. I, I recently a little side note um, is uh, I was on a job site a couple of years ago in Burg, which is about uh, an hour and a half or change southeast of Berlin. And um, like near Spreewald, and um, I remember being there, and I, I'm, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice, pretty farm. Um, I was building a conference room, um, and they wanted to have some some multimedia technology put into there that also, with the controller, thank you, also um, can trigger the lights and the blinds and so on and so forth. So when someone wants to make, start a presentation, they can hit a button and the blinds go down, the lights go down, they dim down, um, the projector turns on, and so on and so forth, and. Um, it was beautiful. It was designed for companies who wanted to have uh, corporate events but not be disturbed. So they would all go to this nice little place to have their retreat and um, and and you know do their thing. And so I I'm there working on on what I'm doing, and I just I love that I go outside and there were there were sheep everywhere. I ended up helping the the, the local guys. Um, no goats. Uh, they had goats too. Yeah, I ended up helping the guy. Um, there was a, there was a sheep that had um, accidentally crossed the river, and oh. uh, we had to get him back onto the right side. And sheep don't like that. And in order to, uh, I don't know if you have experience with this, being no. a goat and all. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not a goat, <laughs> right? Uh, that that uh, when you went, you know. So what we ended up doing is we ended up lassoing around the horns and 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 telling him where to go and and covering his eyes and stuff. That so anyway. Um, Got him across the river back to safety, right? Where the sheepdog was behind him going, rawr, rawr, right? <laughs> While we were doing all this, I just remember looking at uh, the, the, the the people who, who were working or who mm-hmm. owned the place um, and saying, dude, I don't know what it is, but it feels like the 90s. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, I don't know. I like, uh, and he, and, and the, the owner of the place says, you know, I know what you mean. I love it here. That's why I always come here. It just, mm-hmm. it's got a feeling to it. I said, yeah, but there's something, it, it's, it's something I can't put my finger on. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the nineties. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, um, I later on then tried to make a phone call back to Berlin mm-hmm. to order some stuff. There was zero cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I left the little chalet or, or, or lodge or whatever the thing was, farmhouse, um, and 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 was out in the field. There was like uh, electromagnetic 
uh, human radiation was was very 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 minimal in contrast to somebody who's been living in in mm. Berlin city or you know where yeah. you, near, near Potsdam or so on and um i could tell you uh, you know absolutely when you are the absence of this can be felt i think that it's it's very yeah. difficult it's very difficult that. to say that okay now the Wi-Fi is on because you just push that button, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it builds up as well, right? I guess it builds up and you become yeah. desensitized to it. But yeah. as soon as you remove it all, no. you d I, I noticed it immediately. And, and mm -hmm. it's funny because ever since then, I remembered how that feeling felt. And the same thing recently happened to me as well here when building this uh, this setup that we have here. Because um, right now, I also, uh, for, for my new company, I built uh, video casting systems such as the ones that we're using right now. And uh, the new company is called Initech. A nice little plug, videocastpros.com. Go check it out. And um, <laughs> hey, there you go. See? <laughs> and um, I, I got all these new lights and everything to test out to see how they work because it's uh, this is like our 2.0 system now. The last one was good, but this one is, is more compact, more powerful, and so on and so forth. I, I can also use it now. She can use it now, right? The last one she couldn't use too well because nope. it was too complicated. This one is much, much more simple. So we, we put on Occam's razor. Exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning that for me, the hard part about what I do is not building a system that works. It's building a system that other people can use that works. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, very tough because I have to imagine nothing which is also the easiest solution right so yeah, yeah. But, you know people like in my industry we often say you have to think you have to make it idiot proof right an idiot <laughs> has to be able to use it and uh, yeah I know I, I, I think that's an oversimplification but definitely you have to what I used to also say uh, which today um, still stands pretty true but back you know 10 years ago it was unbelievably mm -hmm. true um, or 15 years ago when I really started in this industry when building a system your grandmother has to be able to use it and not complain. I would uh, just want to say that I, right. I wouldn't say it an idiot. It's the same with me writing my books about biology, which are still very entertaining. I always assume that the reader has no idea about biology, never heard about anything mm -hmm. like that. So I really try to keep it as simple as possible. And I think that's that's it. An yep. idiot is basically just someone who doesn't know anything about this topic. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny. Um, most of the customers that we have who really really need a, a, a system to be unbelievably simple. Yeah. Usually doctors. It, it's <laughs> because just the they way. don't have no time for this. That's they're maybe right. not interested no, that's in... Exactly yeah. try. It's, it's exactly right. Is that no. It's not that they're stupid. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it, it's, it's a form of ignorance. It's that yeah. they don't have time to want to learn it. And yeah. they're usually pretty high-strung people because they have too much shit to do at the same time. And they're See, always moving around. And so they just, <laughs> when they show up somewhere, they just want it to work. Yeah. And, and this is always comes with a warning because they often tend to, you know, the doctors will have good salaries <clears throat> and they often... Um, want to think that money can buy the solutions and um it's not it's not the case money will not buy simple like it can buy simplicity mm -hmm. but the user still has to understand what he's getting himself into and without that step it doesn't matter how much money you put on the table you and this is kind of what we were going back with that uh, um, um episode with marcus mm -hmm. where he was talking about um um oh what was the topic uh well, that's going to bother me right now. Doesn't matter. Um, he was talking about <laughs> the scope. The scope, that? exactly, yeah. exactly. That um, in order to have a scope over anything, you you really need to be involved. So, trying to build a system for somebody who doesn't want to be involved 
is a red flag. Mm. And and I'm 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 at the point now in my career and in my life where I will I would rather tell the customer I'm not doing it because I don't think that you know what you want. And when you know what you want and you're really you're ready to become yeah. involved, we'll do it. Yeah. But until then, you can't just throw money at me and think that I'm gonna that please you know whatever you need to have satisfied. Yeah. That's also the problem. If someone doesn't know what what he or she wants, then it also changes, right? So you start building a system that maybe fits one uh, opinion and then they change. It's like, oh, I want to have it this way and have it this way. And <laughs> so it's going back and forth. There's also, I think, a good life lesson that um, knowing what you want in life is important because it's just like going to the train station and you say, you know, I want to have a ticket. And then the, the guy asks you where? And he said, I don't know. Well, that way. <laughs> that way. <laughs> so what kind of ticket do you want to buy then? You won't get anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, you want one that goes this way? That way. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to wrap things up. Yeah, uh, sure. But I love that last one. Enough research will tend to support your theory. My God, is that true? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that uh, actually even in uh, in music. I remember that on all the stages. People thinking that they're going to design systems that, that work. Um, and they start off with the idea as to what they think the experience will be and it's 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 like they blind themselves when they buy stuff and i say dude it's not what you want that's not going to work he's like no 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 but this and that and and i'm thinking all right you'll have to learn on your own yeah, that that absolutely. it's just it's just it's just not going to work the way you want you know and mm -hmm. things when you have too many moving pieces the system becomes more unstable right mm -hmm. more things and, that can go wrong eh? exactly exactly yeah there we go so that wraps things up for today <laughs> <laughs> smart home stupid people episode seven maybe uh, just one last thing i would like to add so next time that you encounter a murphy's uh, incident <laughs> maybe you can take it differently now as uh, something that will guide you to an easier solution will guide you to a different way that you may have not thought about this uh, yet mm -hmm. but might be uh, actually make your life better so take it as a as a hint as a sign of um, the universe that you could change a little there you go adapt yeah adapt right adapt yeah all right everybody Cool. This has been a good Wednesday. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so yeah. just over an hour. I actually went a little bit more. Um, so until next time, Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Stand... No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I mess this up every time. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, 6 p.m. Central European time. That is noon Eastern Standard and 9 a.m. West Coast. Hmm. So I hope to see you guys there. Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Telegram, Podbeam. Podbeam. Podbean. Join the Telegram group, as we I have mentioned. have a firework outside now. It's I like know, I can hear fireworks the in the background. Of our episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as I mentioned, today was a very, very sad day in the Telegram smart home <laughs> stupid chat. Join. Take a look, check it out, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. You guys have a lovely week. Until Sunday, keep well. Until then. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.